It will be naturally expected that when I write the life of Shamala, I should dictate it to some young lady whose wit and beauty might be the proper subject of a comparison with the heroine of my piece. This, those who see I have done it in prefixing your name to my work, will much more confirmedly expect me to do— and indeed your character would enable me to run some length into a parallel, though you nor anyone else are at all like the matchless Shamala. You see, madam, I have some value for your good nature, when in a dedication which is properly a panegyric I speak against not for you— but I remember it is a life which I am presenting you, and why should I expose my veracity to any hazard in the front of the work, considering what I have done in the body? Indeed, I wish it was possible to write a dedication and get anything by it without one word of flattery. But since it is not, come on, and I hope to show my delicacy at least in the compliments I intend to pay you.' First, then, madam, I must tell the world that you have tickled up and brightened many strokes in this work by your pencil. Secondly, you have intimately conversed with me, one of the greatest wits and scholars of my age. Thirdly, you keep very good hours, and frequently spend an useful day before others begin to enjoy it. This I will take my oath on, for I am admitted to your presence in a morning before other people's servants are up, when I have constantly found you reading in good books, and if ever I have drawn you upon me, I have always felt you very heavy. Fourthly, you have a virtue which enables you to rise early and study hard, and that is forbearing to overeat yourself, and this in spite of all the luscious temptations of puddings and custards, exciting the brute, as Dr. Woodward calls it, to rebel. This is a virtue which I can greatly admire, though I much question whether I could imitate it. Fifthly, a circumstance greatly to your honour, that by means of your extraordinary merit and beauty, you was carried into the ballroom at the bath by the discerning Mr. Nash, before the age that other young ladies generally arrived at that honour, and while your mamma herself existed in her perfect bloom. Here you was observed in dancing to balance your body exactly and to weigh every motion with the exact and equal measure of time and tune, and though you sometimes made a false step by leaning too much to one side, yet everybody said you would one time or other dance perfectly well and uprightly. Sixthly, I cannot forbear mentioning those pretty little sonnets and sprightly compositions, which, though they came from you with so much ease, might be mentioned to the praise of a great or grave character. And now, madam, I have done with you. It only remains to pay my acknowledgments to an author— whose style I have exactly followed in this life, it being the properest for biography. The reader, I believe, easily guesses, I mean, Euclid's elements. It was Euclid who taught me to write. 
It is you, madam, who pay me for writing. Therefore I am to both a most obedient and obliged humble servant, Connie Kyber.